This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys and now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. It's Thursday, April the 21st. The 2022 NFL Draft is exactly a week away, and we are here to get you through the home stretch. We're throwing change-ups, Brian Broadus. I'm David Hellman, joined by Brian. That's about the only consistent thing kyle yeomans is out again he got stranded in cancun poor guy and to fill in that's what you get for taking vacations during the draft i i've never felt guiltier in my life than when i tried to have time to myself when i worked with you good for you kyle don't listen to this old (laughs) crusty Nah, we're just we're fighting for our damn lives here right now but don't worry about that the smarmy voice that you heard just now was bobby belt hi with Jeffrey Cavanaugh departing and Kyle on an extended vacay, Bobby's here. Bobby, you're going to be with us not just today and not just Tuesday, but for all three days of the NFL draft. Here to make your life hell. How that's do you what f- I'm here for, Dave. <laughs> Is it my life that's hell, or when you found out that you had to get deep into oh, the Oh, yeah, when I found out I had analysis, to get day three, it was like, okay, well, get started. You spend all spring thinking you didn't really need to be that no, in tune with it. No, 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 just need to follow, like, ah, who, who, are, who are the visits that look like they're day three guys, and then you're sitting here and go, oh, crap. Okay, I actually got to know who, you know. That's a lot of fun. The seventh round punter from Nevada is or whatever. I would never ask you to watch a punter. No, fifth round, fifth round, get ready for that. Yeah, fifth round uh, kicker. We're thrilled to have you. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward you to the draft. Thrilled, I am too. I am too. I, I think the thing this that is I'm my thrilled voice. I think that the thing I'm looking forward to is like the coverage is always what it is, and and I think it's outstanding and the, the opportunities that we get on this platform. You know, our partnership, like say myself with 105.3 and with the Dallas Cowboys, I I, I think is. When we do this, I think we do this the absolute right way. And, you know, to be in the building, to have uh, the actual draft going on just uh, up the hall from you, you know, there's always that buzz, that excitement. And I think this is a draft, I'm not going to say it's chaos, but with teams with multiple first-round picks, teams may be interested in getting out of those multiple picks. You know, there may be some teams that think about going up. There may be some teams like, man, I – you know, maybe the price of poker. I know Bobby's been on with us as our insider at 105.3 talking about what's the price? Is the price steep? You know, if the price isn't steep, maybe you will see some teams be aggressively try and go get some of these players and kind of take this draft in another direction. That is 100% what I want to talk about. This is going to be like our last normal formatted yeah. draft show because we're going to do we're going to do a mock draft on Tuesday. We're going to take right. you through all the Cowboys picks. But today... I, and and there's no there's no real way to do it because it's completely unpredictable as always. But I want to try to get our hands around uh, the type of chaos that we might expect a week from tonight. And I'll just add in, of course, we don't know what's going to happen. But right. Debo Samuel decided to throw his hat in the ring and and request a trade yesterday. And so, do I think that'll happen between now and the end of the first round? Not really, but. With what we've seen this offseason, I think you at least have to prepare for that being part of the narrative, right? I mean, this has been the most wild offseason in terms of just moving players. And it's stunning the way the NFL has changed and that like players are genuinely able to, in a way that they never could before, kind of like dictate the terms of, like, I want to get out of here. Like, like It's becoming much more like the NBA and sort of just being able to dictate where you want to go. Um, I, I mean, Tyreek Hill, for instance, not just getting out of there, but getting to choose where he went. Um, and so, I, I mean, maybe eventually Debo gets his way. I think it's hard to imagine that it gets done here in the next week uh, before anything you know goes down with the draft. But throws a wrench into a lot of plans, I, I think. But, I mean, that'd be great. You, you get... Debo moved for a receiver, might change things up, make some guys well, fall to you. I, you know what? We were kind of going through, and the NFL.com had this, where they listed like 10 teams that could use Debo Samuel. Everybody can use Debo Samuel. I say but, it should be 32. But but <laughs> but the teams that might go, might trade. Okay, if, just looking at the, draft pers- the perspective of the draft, 
the first wide receiver of the week tend to take off the board is with the Jets at ten, right? Yes. Okay. See, mm-hmm. there, there you go. I mean, it's, maybe uh, maybe Atlanta at eight, depending on. Okay, obviously Atlanta They eight. need yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta at eight. There you go. But but it seemed like that every mock draft had a wide receiver at ten going to the Jets. Yes, that seemed to be the common. London has been penciled into that ten. Every pick for every months. the first wide receiver every time has been at that spot generally with the Jets. You know, so maybe the Jets, the team. You know, Robert Sala, the uh, the head coach of the Jets, former 49er defensive coordinator. You know, you have a general manager there that that has a couple of first round picks. He needs to make a splash. They need to start finding ways to win games. The Jets. They need to help their quarterback. Does Debo Samuel help their quarterback more than say? Uh, you know, it's like Wilson getting drafted at 10 or something like that. That's the determination that some of these teams need to make. And I think that's why there's actually going to be a market. If if San Francisco and talking to their guys yesterday, they were kind of taking everything in about this whole thing, you know, with, with Debo. So to, to me, you know, if you're the Jets, if you're the 49ers, maybe that's where this thing starts. You know, maybe it's like, you know, hey, the, the head coach has familiarity with the player. There's a desperate general manager to keep his job. You know, you make a big swing like this to go get a, a you know, that type of a player. It's much better to have that guy than to have a guy that kind of is a little bit of the unknown right now. If Devontae Adams goes for like a pick in the 20s, though, and then gets a big deal, does Debo pull in pick 10? I think that I think you got to look at the team. I think you got to look at the team. And I mean, Salah's got the San Francisco connection. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, to me, to me, there, there, there are things that can kind of, with teams with multiple picks, can play in this game. Philadelphia can play in this game if they want to. You know, just look at the teams with the multiple picks and look at, you know, look at the weapons that they might need. Is is taking one of these wide receivers? You know, taking and on my board, you know, taking Jamison Williams. You know, at ten. Better than trading for Debo Samuel. I mean, yeah, you have to pay Debo Samuel and all that, but you know that's you've also got a young quarterback that is struggling his ass off right now. I think you could get pick ten for Debo. It might be all you get. You know, like uh, the the Packers got back a one and a two. I think if the Jets are willing to give up ten, that might be the only thing they're willing to give up. But he just turned twenty six. Jets got multiple second round picks too. They've, the, got, yeah. they've got Seattle's pick, I believe, at thirty eight. They have, yeah, we talked about 38, yeah. Is, is Debo the, like, but if you're looking, if you're trying to be, like, we talk about, you know, being Dak friendly here, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. like, is that the most, fr- as big a stud as he is, is that the most friendly type of player that you can get for Zach Wilson? Because that you, you get creative with Debo Samuel, but it's, it's not necessarily, only, like, only, like, do you need just a crisp route runner? Like, I feel sure. like if you were going to go out and make that move for Devontae Adams or something like that, who's such a clean route runner and gives you the open windows and everything else like that. That's not really Debo. Debo's a weapon, and you yeah. get, and you got to get creative and, right. and ways to get him the ball. I just don't know that that's the friendliest receiver and that you'd be willing to sacrifice pick ten. Yeah, with, I, if you're the I, no, Jets. I mean you're you're absolutely right about the you know the thought about him maybe not being the cleanest of the wide receivers. But you if you talk to most defensive coordinators around the league, I guarantee you they would say that he's a pain in the ass to have to. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the Jets. You're looking for weapons. You know, you've got again, you've got multiple picks. You know, in the second round, if you want to address the wide receiver position again, you know, at 35, 38, or whenever you know those picks are. You know, to me, I'm I'm about if I'm the general manager at the Jets, I am trying to help my quarterback because I'm going to lose my job if that guy doesn't succeed. What costs you more, Or, or do you think it's a similar price if you wanted to go get AJ Brown? Oh God! Or is AJ Brown more like pick thirty-five if you're the Jets? AJ Brown, I've AJ's not Debo. Debo's no, a better and player. And, and well, how about the injury Metcalf? history too? Like he's missed time. Like sure, he's, he has been in and out of the lineup. Sure, but if if you can get AJ Brown for a second and change, is that better than Debo for pick ten? Yes, I think. So no. there you go, because AJ Brown's so. unhappy too. Which well, and that's that's I wonder I wonder how likely it is that this comes to fruition. And again. It's draft week. Like, you know, Brian, you know yeah. how this goes. Like, yeah. all these teams. And people are so curious about the Cowboys. Debo liked a tweet about playing for Dallas. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are sitting up there like, we'll just find the next Debo. Yeah. Like, no, Debo was a second-round pick. We'll yeah. just go well, draft him and not have to pay him any money The one for thing you years. have to know about the Dallas Cowboys is they have a history under Jerry Jones of going to get receivers. They do have a history. Spending the capital to do it. Whether you like it or not, I mean, we were idiots for what we did for, uh, for Joey Galloway. 
idiot move for there. That was a terrible move. You know, you got to look at what they did for Roy Williams uh, from Detroit. You know, look what they did for Amari Cooper. Look what they did for Dez. Dez. Look I what mean, they did. They yeah. they used to pick on CD high yeah. capital there. So I mean, they definitely yeah. will go do it. Yeah. Other than Debo, I also just sort of. I'm curious about the possibility for movement in this draft. Again, Overall, you, yeah. You talk about teams yeah. with multiple picks. And we've also talked about, and Bobby, you can speak to this, mm-hmm. maybe the price isn't as high as it normally would be. You see teams like the Saints have moved up higher into the middle of the draft. People wonder what they're doing. Maybe they're going to move again. I do, too. And yeah. I Do you think it'll be easier to do that? And do you think we'll see more movement because maybe the price isn't as high? So that's the problem is that right now it's like everything I've heard from people and and Peter King kind of wrote about this the other day. It's so much more of a buyer's market than I feel like it has been in years past. There's everybody wants to go back. And and like Stephen the other day on the station was talking about how, you know, this is such a deep draft. And and that seems to be a lot of the chatter is that, man, you might be able to find somebody in the sixth round who you have a third round grade on. Or, you know, you're going to find a lot more draftable players in the seventh potentially than you had. And and so this thing goes deep because of the COVID year and all the, the guys pandemic, that return yeah. back. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and so because of that, there's a lot of people that would like to move back, pick up capital. So if you're a team like Dallas, for instance, because, you know, we're, we're Cowboys here, like, I mean, just narrow it down to them. You know, if you're a team like Dallas and you can get up, you know, to this is steep. But I mean, if you get up to six. Carolina, who doesn't have a single pick after six until what is it, one thirty-seven? Yeah, that's their next. Y'all keep bringing up six. I'm just saying, talking about it. If you go up to six, what do you know, Bobby? If you go up to six, let's say you give up two, you give up your twenty-four, your two, and your four. Typically, I don't think that would get it done. But this is a draft. This is a draft similar to where I think you could. That would be wild. It would, and, and then an and then even if you jump. don't have the second pick, if you go up to six, you ensure you get one of these offensive linemen, Cross, Neal, well, whoever, and then you think the receiver class goes deep, which it does. Steven said that you get a receiver in the third round. You've, I, I think, I'd take. I think you Cross your, and whoever you get in the third. Man, I tell you what, I think you open yourself up to, and people aren't going to like to hear this, but they it might be the best player on a lot of people's board. It might be open you up to maybe getting Sauce Gardner. At at six, I love him. See, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I know there's people, there's people that are pulling their hair out right now and saying, "Well, damn it, Brian, they can't block. You know, why are we doing this? Why not go get the tackle?" But I think at six, you're opening yourself up to that tackle. You might be opening yourself up to the the best defensive end in the draft too, with Thibodeau. You might you might really be now that's more exciting to me. Honestly, you you might be looking looking at the tackle. The defensive end and the corner, all there if you want to go that route. But but for a team that wants, I, I think, you know, from everybody we've talked to, a team that wants to get tougher, a team that wants, yeah. you know, uh, to bring in a group of young leaders, stronger leadership, do you want to take the guy that potentially has maturity questions? Is that something you want to risk? Which one? Uh, with Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Yeah. You know, I, I, think the, I think the maturity questions with him and people I'm talking about is more about him and the brand. He's emotional. He's yeah. emotional too. I br- I brought that up yesterday with you guys. Yeah, is that there were at least two, I think three instances when you talk to people over at Oregon, there were two or three instances this season where he said, "Well, I'm opting out." Yeah, he gets hurt. He said, "I'm opting out." He he gets emotional about yeah. it. They lose to Stanford. I'm opting out. Yeah, like, like like that's he gets very emotional and reactive, and I think coupled with the brand, it just it, it makes him a little bit more of. I think a question in terms of a culture fit than Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, and that's why you see people I think talking about them above them. So, so with the discussions or things that you're, you sound like to me you would lean if you're going for six, you're going for the tackle. Yeah, that's I'd go out, Neil Cross, whoever's the top offensive lineman there. Answer me this, and I get that drafts are about way more than than right now, and I understand you know ideally Cross or Iquano would be starting for you for a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that deal, the one that you just described, you get six, you lose 56, and you lose 129, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got six and 88. And that pick. But you got all those fives that you could parlay into maybe getting back in the third if you want to do something like all that. All right. Or, or maybe you can parlay a fifth for a, for a veteran, because that's what I was yeah, about to say. Yeah, is yeah. That doesn't address the issue at guard. That doesn't I was hope- make me feel I was a whole hell of a lot better about that. You don't think you could just slide somebody in to play guard for a year? I think you could. I don't know how it's going to look. I mean, we've already. Penning. You, you, I don't think you have to go up to six to get Trevor Penning, for instance. Oh, so but, you're but talking it, about playing the tackle. I'm at talking guard about playing the year. tackle at guard for a year, 
they did it with Lyell. See, they they I, didn't plan to do it with Lyell, but they did it with Lyell. See, to me, if I'm going to get, I'm going to get Cross and so on. But they might get Penning. They might like Penning just as much and play him at guard, and then you know, and then you know, kick him out to make him play left tackle when Tyron Smith gets, uh, you know, gets dinged up. And I, I think that's honestly, and we're talking about trading up, but I think that's honestly why you hear so much buzz about 24 with Kenyon Green. Yeah, yeah. is because they they clearly love being able to have contingencies in place period so if they can draft a player who is a built-in contingency for well look we can draft him we can play him at left guard and then next year if tyron's not here which i mean tyron's getting what this is year 11 12 12. coming up gosh how so when you look at that and say okay well if tyron's not here after next year if the tackle class is good, great. We can draft a tackle, keep green there. But if we have the flexibility to go, this is a great guard class, and we're looking at a great guard here at our pick in 2023, well, Kenyon Green, look, we just saw him you know, pretty much stonewall Will Anderson, who's going to be a top-five pick next yeah. year from Alabama, and played left tackle really well and has shown the willingness to do it. I think that's one of the reasons for the intrigue with with Green. See, it's funny. My gang is seven, and like four of my guys have gotten back to me. Every one of those guys have liked Zion Johnson better than Green. It's up here with him. They love it. They love the, the mental. They love mm-hmm. the mental. We had Jim Nagy on from the Senior Bowl yeah. yesterday on our on our show on 105.3 The Fan, and that was Jim was talking. Man, he goes, "Listen, I understand bias. I had the guy here, but the fact that they that they've talked about playing him at center even and mm-hmm. how smart he is and stuff like that. There's know, a lot of talk about him. There, as a I mean, there's like, a lot. It doesn't sound like people think it's just something. I had he can I had a do four guys extra. At four guys that got back to me yesterday. Three of them had Zion Johnson. I said, "Who's better? Who do you like better?" Three took Johnson. One took Green, and that and that you know they 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 were talking about Green's toughness. But but every one of these guys now are talking about every one of them now are talking about uh, the smarts when you get with Zion Johnson. You feel any? What's what's our read on a trade back? I feel like we haven't. I'm wearing my captain trade down shirt. Yeah, today. you are. Again, it's a it's a buyer's market, so I think it's tough because I don't know that you got a lot of people that want to come up right now. That's the problem. Uh, and, and who maybe for one of the last quarterbacks? If if you look at some of the people like the obvious trade back scenarios, you're looking at who immediately behind you. You've got like Green Bay, who's picking twice in the first round already. Kansas City, who's picking twice in the first round. Detroit picking twice in the first round and then early in the second. The, these teams in the early second round, Jets, Giants, they've already got their multiple. I don't know that they feel they'll need to move up to get anybody because they've got so much capital in the top 50. Well, the, the thing you have to worry about moving back, or if you want to move back, is you mentioned Green Bay, Kansas City, maybe two teams that are hunting a wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Green Bay's a team that traditionally it's not in their DNA to take a wide receiver. But you know we've seen some mock, eventually have to right yeah we've seen some mock drafts where you know with Lance Zerline who I have a lot of respect for Lance Zerline he does great work he had Kansas City trading with uh, Arizona to go ahead of Dallas in case Chris Olave was there the fact that they know that Dallas had had Chris Olave in the building say Burks is gone and maybe Dallas has lost one of those offensive guards along the way then maybe it's like well wait Chris Olave. They've got Kansas City jumping ahead of Dallas. That that's that would be that would be something that you absolutely have to be worried about one of those teams coming. I think Kansas City is the most aggressive team coming from the back of the board that you have to worry about. If you get jumped and you lose some of these people, Johnson, Green, guys like that, the receivers aren't there. Has there been enough discussion either about a trade back option or as a wipeout scenario at twenty four, the fact that a guy that they brought in here, Bernard Raymond, yeah, at Central Michigan, do do we even though that might feel a little rich to some people, I don't think Bernard Raymond's getting you to fifty six for you. No, he's not. And so that's got to be either a trade back candidate or somebody that they See, at least are curious about. At his his reaction just told you the story of maybe every Cowboy fan. Well, is it? It's a tackle, and is it really? It's a guy is who he, wasn't a tackle three years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's the fifth no, best he's, tackle. He's really impressive, man. Like he, he moves yeah, really no, well, no, and he, he just started playing tackle two yeah. years ago. Yeah, I get it. It just from what I've heard and from sounds what, like a project, doesn't it? From what I've heard and from what I know, that sounds awfully rich. And that's not me. Yeah. That's me telling you what I think they think. But see, that's what happens to you when you're at the bottom of the board. You're not going to get these guys coming back on the fifty-six, right? So but, you know, you almost have to when you get down to the bottom, you almost have to draft a round early. Because you're not going to get these guys. But see, and we've talked about this before, and that like that's a nice way of saying window dressing your board. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying like, well, we can't get this guy next round, so let's draft him way yeah. sooner than we're supposed well, to. Well, but that's almost something you have to think about. I though, know too. 
because you're thinking, okay, what's the player that's going to be there at 56? What what if what if you got you'd have to go back a little. I'm just looking at the board here. The points pretty much match up. 24 Houston. If Houston wanted to come up and get somebody from 37 and then they gave you they've got two third rounders, they gave you 80. So 37 and 80. And then maybe that's where you look at Raymond then if you get wiped out. Okay, let me ask David this question because he's with the dot com side. Dave's face says no. No, well, okay. I'm just I'm just it doesn't sound like enough, but again, it's not a it's a well it's a bad I mean, market like, for like trading. You, you look at the trade chart here, five thirty on Houston, one ninety, that gets you real quick, before you ask me this, I would rather drop down and obviously you gotta somebody's gotta be willing to do it, but I would rather drop down to like thirty or thirty one and even if all I add is like a fourth round pick. I would be. I'd rather do that. Are you trying than, to hold your option? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what's whole, what's Cincinnati the, coming up for? Though? No, I, I know. Or, I know. or Kansas City. Like, I mean, that's the problem. Well, they, Kansas City's your team. Kansas sure. City's your team. Kansas City's your team. If you want it to me, Kansas City's your team. If you want to trade, because they picked up draft capital in the uh, in the deal for their wide receiver. Yeah. Give me and Miami draft capital to, to boot. If Kansas City was willing to give me one thirty five to drop down to pick thirty, I would do it. It doesn't sound like a whole lot of compensation. Who are we trading away from? I, that's well, that's, always, this I mean, is in a scenario where you kind of get wiped out, like your two guards are gone, and maybe you don't like the receivers as much as we think they do. Like, sure. I don't. Maybe they would in the right circumstance. I don't get the impression that they would like run to turn their card in for Burks at twenty four. I don't. I don't know if they. would I don't do think that. they'd run, but I think they'd be satisfied if the board looked a certain way. Yeah, if the, if if that was their best option, they might do I, it. I, I think they'd feel comfortable enough if if there are certain play. Like I think the lean right here, obviously, is offensive line. Like Jerry has yeah. told you that specifically. Yeah. I think that if they get wiped out on certain offensive linemen, and he's, I, I think they would feel comfortable turning it. Out. Like you said, I don't know if they're running it up there. Yeah. But I think they'd feel good about it if the guards were gone mm-hmm. do you think they would trade away from him if somebody made an off and i know we don't know if there would be an offer i mean depends on how the board stack because i mean i think they do like some other players that don't necessarily fit in it like like corner right like like i think they like some of the corners that could potentially be there so do they look at it and say well we've got burks here and some of the corners do they get in a scenario like they did when they traded out of 10 mm-hmm. and they said all right, well, Slater or Parsons will be there, and we like both of them. Yeah. So we'll get one of them. So do they look at it and go, Burks and a couple other guys we like, we know somebody will be there? Then sure, let's go do it. I'm not sure going all the way to 37 just to pick up 80 is the right play. It doesn't sound like enough points for match, that big of a No, no, match points up. match, but it just it's right now. such a far drop and not a lot of return. That's. But I'm saying, I'm just saying who we who we fallen for. That's what I'm saying. If you get wiped out and you go, we need a lineman, you fall, and you feel better about picking Raymond at that 37 That might be the best deal 80. they could get, by the way. Way. Oh, I know. Because it happened with Travis Frederick. They were there. They were sitting there. What at eighteen and bailed yeah, all the only, way. They only got a third for dropping yeah. thirteen spots yeah. in the first round, yeah. which is thirteen spots. Yeah, I, I like. I get that the math works out. That just, don't seem to get it. It's, Dave. I get it, Bobby. It just sounds like a free fall. <laughs> And 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 that is a far enough drop that but, you could. But, but if if you are dead set on you need alignment and you, you could get wiped wipe out, yourself out of like the next round of guys you like but, by dropping back. But that if you're far. if you're dead set on alignment, right? Like you just like we got to fix this offensive line. Do you feel better about just taking Raymond at twenty four or saying let's move back to thirty seven and get Raymond and pick up a third? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I just don't like it. Huh? I get the logic. Uh, did you have anything else or should I go to break? Go to break. All right, we'll be right back. We got your questions coming up in the second segment. Stick with us. This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's also presented by Liberty Tax. Yeah. Tax season's officially over, but Liberty Tax has services to offer you all year round. To learn more about their great services, visit LibertyTax.com slash radio. We are here in the second segment. As always, that is when we take your questions Kev is on the board today. Kev, can you hit me Twitter with that beautiful on the sound? That one right there. Kevin's already way I, ahead of the game. By, yeah, it's true. By the way, your Liberty tax read last week is what reminded me. I haven't done my taxes yet. You've done them now, right? I did them when I heard you read. Please. I immediately opened my laptop. Please do your taxes, everyone. It's very. I'm not going to say it's easy, but you just you need to do it. Uh, yeah, let's all stay in the IRS's good graces. Jake wants to know. If there is a linebacker that you love in this draft, uh, we'll we'll keep it like top one hundred type of players. Uh, it could any of those any of those rounds, first three rounds, a linebacker that you think specifically would pair really well with Micah Parsons, the kid from the kid from Utah would Lloyd, because yeah. because you're talking about a guy that's you're talking about a guy that's long, rangy, makes plays, finisher, rush the passer. You know all the things about him that you would love in Micah Parsons. You would love in Devin Lloyd. Yeah, I mean, I like Christian Harris. He's somebody that Alabama. From Alabama yeah, from Alabama, um, and that's not somebody you'd have to go get in the first round. I don't think. No. Um, I mean, does he get all the way to you at fifty six? Maybe not. Um, he he does not really. He doesn't get lumped in like when you're talking about obviously Lloyd and Dean, but yeah. like. The other Georgia kids, like he doesn't ever get lumped into that group. No, Quay no. Walker's another one I would look at too. I mean, you're talking about again a guy that's six four, two hundred forty one pounds. All those Georgia players, you mentioned them, they all run. It's it's a fight to see who gets the ball first. You know, with that crew. So, yeah, I, I think this is actually a pretty good. You know, when you look at the depth of the linebacker spot, there's obviously some problems. You know, with with Dean as far as the length and things like that. But I mean, I mean, he makes just every single tackle. So I don't know how you these some of these. There used to be a time twenty years ago doing this that oh he's too short, he's too this, too that. You know, Dallas Dallas has actually a really good history playing with smaller linebackers. That win, think, baby. That win, Dexter Coakley. Yep. I mean, there's some guys. Bill Parcells came in here and was like he was adamant that they had to get rid of that win and Dexter Coakley. And by the time he saw them play, he was like, whoa, I was wrong about those two. You know, there there is a history here for that for these linebackers, and I, I think the the one that makes a lot of sense for me is if you wanted to again a wipeout situation, whatever. If you took Lloyd, I'd have absolutely no problem with that because I know he can rush the passer and I know he can finish as a tackler. Can he? I, mean, I don't want to compare him to the guy that just won Rookie of the Year. And there's had a, a lot case of there's a lot of, of the there's year. a lot of scouts around the league that have mentioned him. Like who would be the next guy? That could be the next Micah Parsons type player. Do you think that's fair? Like he just doesn't—he doesn't seem like he has the hey, same freaky athleticism. I'll tell you what—you give Dan Quinn a lot of credit for playing Micah Parsons at defensive end because we would have never saw that. We never talked about 
I mean, you know, maybe Jeff. That's why a lot of us didn't love the yeah, pick. Yeah, like, you know, Jeff and I, we were every Jeff. Well, you, you, you see some, you know, he could rush the pass and all that. And, you know, you talk to people. I, I asked George Edwards, the linebacker's coach, about this after the season. I said, George, you know, tell me about the whole thing with Mike. And he goes, no, we had an idea that he could rush the pass. I go, there's no way you had that kind of an idea. <laughs> and he goes, no, there's things that you can, when you watch him play, that you felt like that he could rush the passer. Half his sacks were at the linebacker spot, though, too. Yep. It wasn't like it was all at defensive end. But I, I just kind of feel like that there is a good crew of linebackers that you guys have been talking about here, really all draft season. So you, and Bobby, you answer this too, but like a linebacker at 24, I don't want to call it a waste, but it doesn't seem necessary to me. No, I mean, like, N'Kobe Dean's a fun player. Could be the would best I, player on their board. Would I like to have N'Kobe Dean here? Sure. Like, like in a vacuum. Do I want to necessarily use 24 on N'Kobe Dean? Not necessarily. Like, like, <laughs> and it's such a cheat answer. When did that change? The, the linebacker I want to pair, pair with him is uh, Jabril Cox. That's the linebacker, yeah, and and I, I mean, like he's gonna, he'll come back, oh. and and he flashed a little bit, made some good plays before he got hurt. They they liked him enough that they were like, okay, let's go ahead, let's move on from Jalen Smith, let's not risk injury and, and contract guaranteeing, yeah. let's get this going. And so, when did that change for everybody? That you don't think you need a linebacker? No, that we didn't, we don't like N'Kobe Dean anymore. No, I think every, I think no, everybody likes N'Kobe. Every Dean. every year, I fall in love with a player that I know they won't draft. It was Buda Baker one year. Yeah, it's it's. I love N'Kobe Dean. I just don't think they would draft him. No, see, that's the thing about it is though. Every mock draft, it was one of those things. It's so funny with the whole thing with. And again, we had Jim Nagy and I asked him about the Walker, you know, defensive end from Georgia. He says just the media scouts were late on that. The yeah. media scouts were laid on Walker, and I, I'm like, man, I don't know, but you know, 13th best you remember player. We talked about that. Sure, that that everybody, whatever I'd ask anybody around the NFL about him, their words wouldn't come out when you'd ask about Trayvon Walker. The response always began with, Whew. yeah, just like whoa, <laughs> and like when that starts, like okay, that, so they the, love so this the guy. scout, the scouts were the media scouts were late to the game on that one then. I think because so. he was always being mocked to the Cowboys at 20. I think there's a little surge to be honest, like like up near the top, but I think he was always a top 10 guy. Yeah. Another a name that we we've talked about him, but he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Aaron wants us to talk about Roger McCreary, the Auburn corner. Um, does he fit here? And also, where do you where where would you guess he gets drafted? I have him in the second round, Bobby. If you want to talk about him at all, I mean, I mean, I can I can sure jump in as we're I've going. heard him talked about as a fringe first rounder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and Sixty he, guys have been talked about yeah, as fringe he's, first rounders. He's a five eleven, one hundred and ninety pound guy. He's and, got those T Rex arms. Yeah, so. and mm. you can you can line so he's him not up. a fit here. Twenty eight inch arms. Yeah. Not happening here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But Good to know. The thing about him is though, the, he you do and okay, we say this about McDuffie though too. We say the same thing about McDuffie, but we, we praise McDuffie from Washington. McDuffie's arms but, but, are a little bit I, longer than that. Well, but not, I'm just not saying, much. But yeah. not, that's what I'm saying. But, I, I, I think McDuffie doesn't get beat on contested catches like McCreary does. I think you routinely have seen on tape. Well, not routinely, but I think there are enough instances on tape of people mossing Roger McCreary that I would be concerned about him. Man, I you know what? I was kind of watching him, and I watched the Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, and LSU games on him, and I didn't kind of feel like – I thought he was a really good red zone player. I didn't feel like that he was. I didn't feel like that it was one of those things that he was going to have problems. Well, you know who's uh, the best red zone receiver in the or corner in the NFL is Denzel Ward, and that's a five nine corner. Yeah, and so I mean, got a lot of money. You can do it. Yeah, I kind of felt like that, that. But you're right. We haven't talked very much about him. I, I think he's. I think he's a really good player myself. He just he falls. He's one of those names that seems to fall into the range of like twenty four seems too soon, and he'll be gone by fifty six. Yeah. So it, I've got him it's as not like I don't care, but my, it just doesn't my, seem like a line. Of my, my 190 players I've done, I have him as number 48 on my board. Okay. Uh, Patrick. Patrick wants to know if you'd be interested in signing Julio Jones if the receiver cards don't fall the way you want them to in this draft. I forget that he's still out there, to be honest with no. you. No. No, I, I mean, that's a guy who has had a drop-off. I mean, look, they just purged a... Alabama receiver that they were trying to get ahead of a fall like this is the like he, he's clearly starting to fall he's never been the red zone target that I think you'd want him to be and I mean not that he wasn't the best receiver in the game at one point he absolutely was but I mean, this is a guy who deals with injuries and uh is not nearly the same player he was even three years ago I might be wrong about this but if the Cowboys make a signing after this after the draft and they don't get the guard they want 
I could see them, and maybe I'll be way wrong about this. I don't think he signed with anybody. Eric Flowers. That's the name. He's, he's sitting there. Yeah. I that, think you're, that's a name I think they do have in their yep, hopper. Yep, yep. I think that is that, and there's at least a couple tackles out there that I think could be had Every one for 800,000. Yeah, the J.C. <laughs> 1. Treaders, 1 maybe. The J.C. Treaders and guys like that are all, it sound like those guys Get are kind Philbin of special. broken down guys. They used to do that. That that used to be their thing with safety. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those safeties used to sit there until like June or July. Oh, I mean, they've they've done it routinely with the offensive line. They did it with Byron That's Bell. They did it with Inseki. They've done this. Byron Bell. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that name. Haven't heard that in a while. I'll tell you what. The one hope that I have for Fowler is because of Dan Quinn. I mean, I you know last year at this time we're talking draft. We have no idea that Dan Quinn can wave a magic wand and get guys to play better than they are. You but brought it, that up on Tuesday, and yeah, we yeah. were uh, we were talking about Micah on our podcast, Cowboys Break, yesterday, and I was like, if I had known how, if I had felt absolute confidence in Dan Quinn that yeah. I do right now, yeah. I would have felt so much better about that pick. Oh, absolutely on draft night. See, that's what my guys. I'm not convinced no. every coach that's ever been here would no. have gotten that out. No, of no. Him. no. If, if you draft a defensive player here, you feel like he's going to be used the right way. You know, you feel like that if they bring somebody in on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to be used the right way. You know, that 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 now is no longer. The questions are about when you talk about drafting Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas, is is he going to be used the right way? Is any of these guys going to be used the right way? Because like the same, we've got questions about CeeDee Lamb right now. Is CeeDee Lamb at his absolute best uh, you know, level as I a player. I don't think I have questions. You know, about I, CD. I, I just he he can take his game another step. I nah, don't have questions. But that's about him. but it's a question. You you would you, you would you thought when you went. Uh, I think maybe. he's closer to his ceiling okay. than they initially thought. Yeah, yeah. We talked about yes. that on the radio yeah. recently. I've talked about that a lot. People keep screaming at me. Yeah. Christopher wants to know, Robin. I, he didn't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's that? The hundred acre wood. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie no. the Pooh, I no, believe. But the Hundred Acre Wood uh, is where yeah, they hang out. Yeah, okay. Uh, Christopher Nerd. wants to know if it's... If I mean, it, Cheerios. Shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> if it's guard receiver, let's, you know, in this in this magical world... Guard receiver. It can be any order you want. It can be guard first, receiver second. It can be receiver first, guard second. Which combo of those two players drafted 24th and 56th would make you the happiest? I like this question a lot, Christopher. Ooh. Man. Um. So see, because I really love and, and be realistic about it. No, I know, I, no, no I we are. We are. Um, because it's tough. Because uh, I would say Jamison Williams, but I don't know if that's realistic. Probably just because the the drop off on the interior is pretty strong after you get past Green and Johnson. I feel like whereas receiver doesn't draw. I love Traylon Burks at Arkansas. Yeah, I, I think he'd be a stud here, but the drop off is so steep that I'd probably prefer. Green, and then give me at fifty six, Jalen Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama wide receiver. Yeah, I was thinking, I was kind of looking at just off my stack how I think it might go. I think that uh, to me, it would probably be Green and Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Say more stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that that would be a. I think Watson is. I think it'd be tough to get him to 56. At this I mean, point. I've got him as my 53rd best player on my board. I was just taking my stack. I was just Did trying. Did those hands scare you? You know what? I mean, not not, not to the point. I was like to say, I've got him as my 50. I've got guys ahead of him. See, I've got like Sky Moore ahead of him at 43. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think I'm going to have a shot at Sky Moore. I'll give you another guy I think I might have a shot at. And you tell me if you want to deal with John Mitchie and the injury. And no. I was about to bring him up. Why? I don't want to. De- I don't want to deal with a guy who's not going to be available. Like it's the, an ACL. I, I know. I'm not talking they, about like, like, like two of like, those guys. Like, now Britt Brown's no, going to be up to his rear. No, I, I don't, rehabbing I, guys. and he's going to have him ready. Mechie's a good player. Yeah. I don't like Mechie enough to deal with the starting receiving core. The first three weeks of the season is CD James Washington and Noah Brown. I don't like him enough to sacrifice those first few weeks. He's See, okay, but it's it's not it's not you're three not three weeks versus not four like Jameson. years. Jameson's different. Jameson's different. Jameson, I'll make that sacrifice. I'm not going to do it for Mechie. See, and and if you want okay. if you want to give me Burks in the first round, since I said the guard drop off is significant, I would love I would personally be okay with Sean Ryan, the UCLA player at, at guard 56. at 56. I don't I know a lot of other people view him more like a third. I think when you watch it, and it was a tackle. I think when you watch him go up against Kayvon Thibodeau. 
Thibodeau wasn't getting anything against Ryan, and they had to flip him to the other side to they get did? that production That's against true. UCLA. Okay, what if you went Jamison Williams and then you went Kennard? Uh, if if Jamison, guard, I, Jamison, does Kennard get that? I don't know that Kennard gets that far. I mean, okay, to I me, don't it, think it, Williams okay, gets yeah. that far. Well, I think the thing, is no, Kennard, I, I, I got it forty six. See, I'm trying to get somewhere right around fifty six, and I know that forty six is not fifty six, but. I'm trying to look at my board. Okay, how about uh, how about Sailor from uh, Georgia? Sure, Jameson. Yeah, at 56. Yeah, if you give me Jameson Williams, that might be a little rich. Yeah, I got him yeah. at 59. Fine I, with that. I got, I got, I got Sailor. I got Sailor the, the guard. I'll take it. I don't care. Williams and Sailor, or or the uh, the other way around. What we were talking about. What we were talking about. Uh, Green and uh, I think you. I was I was going to say Green and Pickens, or I like Watson too. I like Watson too, but what you just said. See, I mean, if I, I can get Jamison I can, Williams. I can't get Pickens. I, I can't get Saylor. Pickens to me. I don't think. I don't think. I think I, it's more realistic. You get Pickens at fifty six than Jamison Williams at twenty four. I do too. Yeah, we'll see though. I don't know. Does Watson? Can Watson? Does he have inside outside flex? I don't know if he did see, a lot of that. I got Pickens at twenty eight on my board. That's why I didn't even consider him. Well, that's. The beauty of this, more so than any other year, I think nobody agrees on any of this crap. No, no. Uh, I heard uh, our, you mentioned Zerline earlier. Yeah. He, he did a podcast with Dane the other day where he was saying, "I think Pickens could slide a lot further in the second than a lot of people think." If that's so, the case, let's go. I mean, I mean, I is it because of the injury history or something like injury that? injury history? Yeah. Not as much production as you would prefer. That guy, type guy's of stuff. A really good player. You watch him play against those top corners. We were talking about McCreary. We we're talking. Watch him play against Stingley. You know, like mm. two years ago, I mean, he's lighting up these corners we're all talking about in the first and second round. No, I mean, that's that's why on the flip side with the guards, that's why I like Ryan so much. Just you watch what he Ryan, did against Ryan, tough competition. Ryan's not a bad tough guy. Competition. At all. Yeah, Ryan's not a bad not a bad talk about it at all. Real quickly from Matt before we go to break, pinky toe bet. <laughs> you know what that means? That sounds like a, our old buddy, pinky toe bet. What's the pick at twenty four? Don't him and Haw. Don't give me a bunch of crap. Kenyon Green. Green. Kenyon Green. Green. I think. If I, Unless there's a slider that we're not thinking about, you can't predict it to a certainty. But like, if if my you just need an answer, Kenyon Green. If my pinky toe was on the line, that is the name that I would say. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, we're gonna go to break. We got five more prospects to tell you about on the final edition of Tell Me More. We'll be right back after this. Tax season is officially over, but Liberty Tax has services to offer you all year round. Aside from tax preparation, they also help with tax debt resolution. If you didn't file your taxes this year or haven't filed in a few years, we've got the solution to your tax problems. Liberty Tax offers guaranteed tax debt resolution services. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, call the professionals at Liberty Tax or visit them at libertytax.com slash radio. That's libertytax.com slash radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Attention Cowboys fans, there's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, ShaveLogic. ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special upgrade. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. 
Go to shavelogic.com. If you were to shave your beard, would you use Shave Logic? Absolutely. I that would, would never happen, but I are would. You guys still selling these magazines? Yeah, we still? are. Throw that up for the camera. Yeah, we're still selling those. We got some talking. You got a week right? left. You yeah. can get it digitally. You can get it. You could probably get it in the mail between now and Thursday. You got Dave Hellman's mock draft in this thing, right? Dave's Hellman. Dave Hellman's mock draft that he turned in on March like fifteenth. I think. Like the six teams have changed picks since that mock draft came out. I mean, yeah. not the greatest sell job of my life, but we got all kinds of draft analysis, Cowboys position top breakdowns, 10 picks at all time at each position. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, there's right a lot there. of stuff in there, and I I wish we had put Zion on the cover because that the the pick is on there. The pick yeah. is on the cover yeah. of that magazine, unless it's Zion. So you're saying they're going to take the center from Iowa? Uh, it, it could be Linda. Which, which Washington corners on there? I can't see. Uh, McDuffie. Uh, McDuffie. Okay. Yeah. I, wanted, I love the. I always love the cover on that. Thing. Somebody somebody yelled at me today, like, and it's a good point. Like they drafted Jordan Lewis, which means maybe they would draft McDuffie. I, oh, I don't think I don't think they different be regime. opposed to McDuffie though. I think it would just take the. I would it would take it have guys to it have to fight there. at the right it have to fall at the right point. But I think I think they they're comfortable with the way McDuffie uses his length. Yeah. yeah. All right. I teased it already. It's time for one last edition of Tell Me More. I love this. I texted Bobby and I was like. Do I hear right that you're on the show? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Here's five day three prospects I need you to watch by tomorrow morning. At 147, I was done with the last one. I was yes. done at 132. Yeah. I went to bed at like midnight, so good for y'all. Way yeah. to be dedicated. <laughs> Let's start off, since I know Bobby likes this guy. Oh, no. Don't make me die on a hill here. We'll start off with Isaiah Taylor. I- Isaiah. <laughs> Isaac. I thought it said Isaiah. I'm you sorry. You sound like me doing this. Isaac Taylor Stewart, the cornerback out of USC. Fight on. Fight on. Uh, so I'm scared. Like, because after I watched him, you I was like, like this, this is a good player. That's okay. And I was like, I looked around, I was like, surely everybody else has it. But I was like, he's telling me more. So not everybody. And I looked and I was like, uh oh, Dane has him in the sixth. Zerline has him in the sixth. I'm going to be on an island here. So when I watched him, and, and really great size and athleticism, he's six one and a half, two 201 pounds. He was a 442 40 guy, 147 on the 10 yard split. The short area quickness is really, really, really good. Really good. Him. Um, so really good athlete, but I saw a guy that like, I, I kept hearing how raw he was from mm-hmm. people and I thought he had pretty good natural instincts. Like, like he had a good feel. I thought, um, I thought he was a lot better impressed than playing off. Yeah. Um, which he does a lot. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll I mean, play, the, the off coverage just, is, just yeah. depends. Washington state. He was in press exclusively. Sure. And then he goes up against Notre Dame and he's off exclusively. Off, yeah, exactly. Um, but even when he was playing off, I saw there was good read and react. I thought he could plant and drive. I think he's really patient. I think he's disciplined. Um, especially even as the play breaks down when it's really tough to kind of freelance and you're, you're trying to stay in somebody's hip pocket. I thought he did a pretty good job of it. The athletic testing, I think, shows up. And to me, it's willing in the run game. Yeah. There's some stuff. The stuff I didn't like, there's not a lot of ball production. It stays in his pedal too long, it feels like at times. Mm-hmm. Tends to get off balance. And he doesn't totally seem comfortable flipping his hips and going towards the middle of the field. He grabs when people cut inside. Yeah, and and that's a little odd to me because he was a six eight one three cone. He doesn't seem like a stiff guy, mm-hmm. um, but it, it almost seems like he doesn't trust his ability to flip and turn and get back to the middle of the field. I think Bobby's got this guy nailed. I think he did a pretty. Nice I thought that was a hell of a first. Yeah, that report. was. I think he did. A great I'm ready job. to draft this guy in no, the third round. Based this guy. On what you said. <laughs> this guy. That's where I have him as the third. This guy. Okay. This guy will play as your field corner though. You know, in the field, and I mean field corner. You have what called a boundary corner in college, and then a field corner. So he takes a lot of the, uh, you know, the open space and stuff that he has to do. Bobby's right about the coverage stuff. You watch him in the Notre Dame game, and there's you always see him driving from depth. I think is something there, but he can, you know, he's got the length and he's got the quickness. Uh, I think he can turn, and I think he can stay on the same. You know, he could stay with when receivers try and carry him. He's with them. He's not. He's not. You don't see a lot of separation in his game. The, the thing that I tend to watch with the Notre Dame game that bothered me a little bit is he floats. You know, and, he, and and so you wonder. Okay, do you have to put your thumb on him and say scheme specific? You have to play here. You have to play press. So you know, sometimes you see these corners that are like they look good. They're kind of like, I'm really not sure what's going on here. Okay, I'm going to go make a play. You know, and I see a little floating to his game. But the length and the way the quickness and the speed, uh, and but the tackling. I mean, you see a guy that lunges a little bit, you know, when, as far as a tackle. But the, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can see why people. I mean, there's people not really. Maybe you got tired doing this player, you know, like Zerline and Dane and those guys. 
Bobby might be right about his. Calling him out. I think so. They missed somebody. They might have because to me, this guy's got that ability. When you talk about the length and the speed, and but I need to find out if he how well he takes coaching as far as playing these schemes. Uh, and he was he's a guy who um, four position coaches in four years. Yeah, he 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 didn't get a lot of stability. Maybe that's why he floats. He's a but, <laughs> but he's an interesting guy. He's a he, he listens to jazz music. He meditates. He's a black belt in taekwondo. Like well, he, second he's, second degree. Yeah, right? and his dad's an eighth degree. His dad teaches. Yeah. Oh my God! Okay. I mean, he, he's a Renaissance man. Good for him. I, I okay. Good play. That's the type of guy that we talk about. Dan Quinn getting the most out of. I'd love to see Dan Quinn work with him and S- Joe Witt. Sometimes we do, guys, and I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. And sometimes I'm like, I'm in. And Demarco Jackson's definitely one of those. Yeah. And I'll add him to the list too. Uh, when the name gets called, at least you'll know. Well, not not only will I know, I'll be excited. I'll be yeah. like, oh, that's the jazz guy. Yeah. <laughs> Karate jazz. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kyron Johnson. We need to talk about a Jayhawk. Cowboys aren't afraid to talk about a Jayhawk. Kyron Johnson, linebacker out of Kansas. Uh, positives for me are all... Uh, you know the athleticism's great. He's six. He's about six flat, two thirty one. But I mean, yeah. he's a four four speed guy. Yeah. His vertical's thirty nine and a half. Uh, he was a Dallas State participant. Uh, yeah. I heard Bones Fossil was really on top of him. Met his family. Uh, you know they they they're interested in him. But he's the stuff that sticks out with me. The athleticism, the motor is always hot. He's tough. Because he's undersized and he's getting bullied by guys that are eighty pounds heavier than him, and he's still in the fourth quarter. You know. In full pursuit and and you know never gives up on the play. While the athleticism is good, I don't know that I saw four four or high four three speed always on tape. Like like even when he was out, you know, kind of freelancing. Um, he had a sack against Oklahoma as a rushing linebacker up the A gap, where you really saw the burst and the close. Um, but this is a guy who he's going to play linebacker at the next level. Special teams player who's going to be brought along as to learn the will at the NFL level. That's where I've heard most teams have him is at the will. But mm-hmm. some teams still view him as as kind of a pass rushing Sam, but definitely a linebacker at the next level. Man, Bobby Ginn's on. He's got his fastball working on the black here. I mean, it is uh, when you watch him pass rush. I mean, it, I don't think it's all about technique. I think it's just about his desire and his will to get past that guy. They play the. You watch the Texas game. I mean, they don't block him. I mean, he's. I mean, he's dipping. You know, again, you're thinking like, oh, well, Texas. Maybe Texas has some some offensive linemen that could block. Well, they couldn't block it. West Virginia. Another. There were teams that he that that had trouble blocking this guy. And I couldn't believe that sometimes they just don't block him at all. You know, and you see him. You know, you know, like and, and but you go back and I, I was kind of curious. Like he was on the Senior Bowl stuff too. And there was a time where he was able to, like, like, he's going against Penny. And he's, like, underneath him, walking him back to the quarterback. like to hear that. So, you know, I'm kind of, like, going, well, man, this guy's got some toughness to him as well. So I, I kind of feel like the way – I love the way he attacks the ball. I love the speed. I love how he's closing, how fast he closes. Those Kansas kids – and you brought it up, Bobby. A lot of times they're out of games. They're yeah. out of games. And if you're still and, – and I remember this uh, for Ron Leary when he was at Memphis – they were a bad team, and like they're down forty-five to Mississippi State, and he's still kicking that guy's ass across from him, you know. And that's the kind of thing I think you get a little bit with Johnson here—that he just keeps playing hard. Kyron Johnson was at Dallas Day because he is from Arlington. He mm-hmm. went to Lamar High School, which is Vikings across the highway from AT and T. You can yeah. probably see. We had him it up there at the stadium. fan. Yeah. He came in the studio. Is that he, right? he was the most dynamic interview we had. He is a. F- we had to dump him a couple times. He yeah. got a little. He got a, li- go. he got a little loose with it. Right, he's cool. But with he was me. fun. He's great. All right, we're we're batting two for two here. Yeah. I mean, I I try to I pick guys for a reason. Oh, these are like day three guys. But could, like, maybe, yeah, let's maybe go. our other guy was maybe a day two. All right, we're looking for you know if if it doesn't work out with Kenyon Green or somebody else, we're looking for guard help on day three. What about Andrew Stuber out of Michigan? Yeah, this is definitely a guard. He played right tackle at Michigan, but he's going to have to be a guard in the NFL. So he only had 18 reps at his pro day, um, which for 6'7", 323. That's a Michigan tradition. Yeah, 34-inch arms, uh, you know, 18 reps at his pro day. But I think the tape showed he plays with more power than that. You know, I I don't think he he looks weak necessarily in run blocking, particularly his lower body I think is really powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he knows how to use his size. He gets movement in the run game. The, the problem at tackle, I mean, heavy feet, 
kick slide was kind of sloppy at times. I felt like getting into his pass sets was lumbering. Um, felt like the athletes and the technicians who, who rushed the passer at the next level would, would have a field day if he was out on an island against them. So definitely a guard. Speed's a problem for him. But, you know, let him wrestle with the big boys on the interior. I, I, I wouldn't hate it in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah, I, you know, I watched him against Ohio State and Georgia. And, and you know, Georgia's always the litmus test for me. I'm going to say. If you're finding a way to block Georgia. If they guys, played Georgia or Bama, that's yeah, the tape I want to watch. You know, you're, you're kind of like, you watch him. And Bobby's got him again with about the foot athlete stuff. They ask him to pull, though. And, like, sometimes they just straight pull. And sometimes they do this weird technique at, at, at Michigan where they slide parallel to the line and then get around the corner. So he has to almost like – it's like he's doing a dance move, like staying square and then you know, then getting up on the blocker and stuff like that. I kind of thought he had adequate body control, you know, doing that and just, you know, in this pass protection as well. You know, I mean, you, you didn't see him – you didn't see him get fooled. There were teams trying to – Georgia was trying to do stuff to him and, you know, he was able to sort all that stuff out. So – you know, that's – I kind of I, – I think that this guy, when you start talking about a guy at 6'7", 325 pounds, and you got to worry about guys not doing a lot of reps if they're really long-armed and they're tall because it's hard to drive that bar from your chest all the way to the point where everybody's going, okay, good rep, good rep, you know, like that. Hey, sometimes you could do – you could cheat those reps and, and get a lot more. But – I'll say this though, I, I felt like though that this guy wasn't just a bum. I, I mean, there was, you know, he he's got something to his game, but again, it's going to be. I mean, it's more about the power than it is anything else. How about Austin Allen, the tight end? This out of guy's Nebraska. a freak. I, I like <laughs> Nebraska. Good, like the the most deceiving three and nine record in college football history. This guy's a six eight like, tight some end. Good players Four on this team. Poor man's Jelani Woods. I mean, th- this is one of the weirdest drafts. I mean, weird in a kind of like whoa kind of way. All these tight ends are damn six seven or six eight. I mean, they're all huge. I mean, as far as length. Yeah. And I'm I'm watching this guy play against Ohio State, Minnesota, and there's I mean here we are another one of those six seven six eight tight ends. I was amazed how open this guy got. You know, for as tall as he is, you figure like, come on, somebody like you know, he would be like, oh, cover the tall guy, you know. <laughs> but they don't. He he's got a really they they line him up in line, which is next to the tackle. They line him up flex. They put him out wide. He kind of has a feel for how to kind of get lost and then be in the open. And the quarterback Martinez finds a way to get him the ball. So I I was like. I think he, he, you know, he's one of these guys. He like when he watch, he kills defenses with this delay, delay, delay. Bump, I'm out in the fly, and then he gets the ball and goes that kind of thing. So I mean, I, I saw a guy that when you watch him run block a little bit, he he did manage to bend his knees, and you worry about that for a really really tall guy. So like that, I, I think that the you know when you start talking about the length as a weapon uh, in the red zone. He, he appears to be very quarterback friendly the way he plays and the way he catches the ball because their quarterbacks are awful, you know. <laughs> and so, but he does a nice job of catching the ball. Do you have a guess as to why there are so many like six eight monsters? I have no idea. But think about this: corn okay. fed guy, the, maybe yeah, just guys one, that used one, to play tackle. I yeah, don't know. the one the ones I've seen: Austin Allen six eight, okay. Woods is six seven. Yeah, okay. Let me. I'm just kind of going down my list here. I mean, they're they're all like yeah, Kohler six seven. Uh, Isn't Cole Turner pretty big? Uh, Cole Turner six seven. You're absolutely right about that. So I mean, there's, monsters. There's these 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 all these tight ends are are all six seven. You mentioned Woods. Yeah, I mean they're all six seven and, and better. What did you have, Bobby? I I mean I, I think Brian's gotten pretty much right. I'll say the the thing that really stood out to me though was he shows a real ability to like make these catches in traffic. Yeah, I don't see anything that suggests he wouldn't be able to translate that part of his game to the NFL. So um, blocking tight end with reliable hands, I think I think he does find the soft spot in the zone. He's yeah. not going to ever be a seam guy or anything no. like that. Um, and I don't think he's ever going to be the guy on a team, but he has the potential to contribute for like a two tight end offense. Like, I mean, I I think that that's kind of his ceiling. Um, like to see him put on a little more mass. He's already put on like 40 pounds apparently since he got to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Um, but a little more mass, um, if he's going to be in line blocking. It's amazing how he catches the ball though. I mean, hands are good. Real good. The highlight that they showed on the TV. I mean, got impressive body control for being, that's what I'm saying. Damn near I, I, six, nine. These these guys, it's hard. Nice. It's hard for these. It's hard for these defensive backs and linebackers to take these six, seven, the Kohlers and and your mid turn the guys like that. And then Allen, 
because you're trying to defend them in their length. They're catching balls away from their body, and you're trying to jump there and get to the ball, and you can't get there. These guys are weapons, and you know they're all kind of in that little pocket together. You know, probably not a first round guy. Whether you like McBride, maybe he's your first round guy. I don't know. He's probably a second round guy with me. I don't think there will be a tight end draft. No, I don't. In the maybe first not. Round. I don't. Yeah, not. Not at all. They're, they're taking. They're they're taking a tight end. Yeah, it's well, going to happen. One of these guys. Good. To quote Brian Broaddus, just get ready. I'm just telling you that now. <laughs> um, I try to pick these names a day or two ahead of time to give you all time to watch them. So I I picked this name and I was like, oh yeah, this you know I've heard some buzz about this guy. He seems pretty good. And then yesterday, uh, Garofolo and Rappaport on NFL Network tried to basically said that he's like a Debo replacement. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm on the right track. <laughs> So tell me about Velas Jones. Velas. Velas, thank you. Jones Jr. That's why we do. It's called Tell Me More for a Reason. Velas Jones Jr. out of Tennessee. So I still think there's a lot of projection with this guy because it's a little bit like the Baylor receivers or like the Corey Coleman because they didn't ask him to run a lot of advanced routes. His route tree was really limited. Um, But he's a return specialist who started at USC, transferred to Tennessee. Um, Like I said, limited route tree. Senior Bowl was really big for him with NFL teams, the folks that I've talked to. Um, because again, a little limited. They, they they got a chance to really see him in some of these one on ones with DBs, and I think he really impressed them. He showed like you know an ability to win at the line of scrimmage with his releases and and yeah. and be a good route runner. Um, he lined up mostly in the slot at Tennessee, but I mean he yeah. did take some reps outside, usually in bunch formations sure where he's did. taking smoke routes yep. or he's up there blocking. He's willing to block. He's not always great at it, but he's willing to get out there front and block there. Um, you know, like we said, return specialist uh, who 15 yards per return at punts last year mm-hmm. um only took one carry this year but definitely could be a, a jet sweep type of guy um doesn't necessarily have the moves to make guys miss in space i don't feel like but he's got great le- straight line speed good contact balance he doesn't go down easy picks up extra yards i'll tell you what man i <laughs> this guy was fun to watch i'm glad you picked him because i was i know i was going through dane's top 300 and mm-hmm. i'm like god i didn't see this guy and then all of a sudden boom you put him on the list you're welcome so yeah thank you for doing that this guy's a running back playing wide receiver, I think. Okay. I mean, he, he's six foot. He's two hundred four I mean, pounds. That build is yeah. yeah. That build is and, very running know, backy. And he he's 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 got that build. And but he's physically impressive the way he's just like you watch him in games. He just blows through tacklers, you know. And I, I, the lower body power, the drive. I thought he played with balance, the body control. He could be a difficult guy to knock off his feet. I felt like he had rare, rare feel and vision to see the field because there'll be times where he's carrying the ball and he will make a cut just at the right time. You know, it's like, oh, he's about to get tackled. Boom, he's over here. So I, I mean, I, I was. There's a lot to be about this guy that you could like. Bobby's right, the slot stuff. But you see him executing a lot of different routes in order to get open out of that. And he is a burner up the field. When he gets a step, he's gone. And there again, another program with shaky quarterback play, and he makes a lot of plays. Gorantano sailed like three, four throws on oh, him that I just, saw. On the it's tape. crazy. It's crazy. Some of the some of the stuff that goes on. I feel but they like... played a really fast offense. So as uh, you're watching highlights, he's he's going to get up and he's going to hand the ball to the official. Watch these. There we go. Find the official. Give him the ball. Boom. Now we're going to run a play. You know that's kind of what he does. I mean that's. I mean they ran a. I, I think it was the. Uh, it might have been the Purdue game, Alabama game. I was watching where they run. They put him in the slot and they run it. They exchange the routes and like he's up the field before they Purdue even adjust or Alabama even adjust. Four three one speed. Yeah, exactly. This guy's a so. I mean, this sounds to me like watch, if you're if you're able to see this, watch. This is a punt return. This is yeah, uh, gets old. We're just narrating highlights yeah. for those of yeah, y'all he's listening. He's just kind of right boom. Now. And that and and they were down. They were down seven with like no. thirty seconds left in the game. When that thing happened right there. Now, now he's Terrence Newman too, though. Yeah, he's going to be 25 as a rookie. I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> I'm just saying he is going to be 25. About day three pick. But I don't see, care. that's what I'm saying though. Terrence Newman. Everybody told us that when we drafted him, and he played 27 years in the league. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a grade on him, Brian? Yeah, I, I have and the Bobby. For I have him in the fifth round. Uh, he go. He. Yeah. I think a lot of people have talked about him in like six, seven. I know. I, I don't. Uh, I don't I, I, no, I, I think that's by the chat about him. What I've heard from teams, I think he goes higher. I think he goes yeah. early day three. Yeah. So uh, this is just me spitballing here, but like I'm imagining you draft this guy, probably not to step into the starting lineup, but he could take over return duties from yeah. CD. And yeah. you kind of find a role for him there, and he's going to be kind of a, a cocky receiver. guy. USC guy, right? Is that we started at USC. Yeah, started yeah, at USC. There you go. Please, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your like, your animation on the last two has really sold me. Like you no, perked I, up I'm for glad, Jones and yeah, I'm uh, glad Allen. You, this, oh, this was the one against yep, that Kentucky. Was that was the exchange. I thought it was. I knew I'd he, seen him. He's do got some, some jets. He blew that exchange against South Carolina. Yeah, though. but see, that's what I'm saying. This guy has got the ability to like he can make it happen. And Dane had him. I, I think Dane had him as one of those guys. You know, I couldn't get to every single guy. I mean, I, I mean, I got to 190 guys. We have day jobs. Yeah, Dane, this is Dane's job. Well, but 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 you look at Dane. Dane had him, I believe, in the top 200 on his board. You know what I'm saying? I mean, more uh, maybe in the top hundred. So sorry. really, what I'm hearing is like I shouldn't be surprised to hear this guy's name even earlier than maybe what y'all are talking fourth. about. Fourth, I wouldn't be surprised if you heard him in the fourth. I might be a little surprised if you heard him in third, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got called in the fourth. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, Dane had him as as player 182 on his board out I, of 300. This collectively, like I said, I love Demarco Jackson. There's a couple other guys we've talked about, but this might be the most overall exciting group we've done, which is a great way to end it. Yeah, Bobby, congrats! You didn't screw up. Thanks, man. I thought you were okay. I even is... got names right that you messed up. Yeah, whatever. So, That's, yeah. it's called tell me more. This will be good, you guys. We'll, we'll get a whole week of just ruining Dave's on air life. You guys can join me in it. You don't think that that's been happening this entire time? We were oh, working I think with it's getting, I think it's getting amped up for you. Oh, you you know, you know okay. I bring it to another level. I already struggle to keep this thing on the rails, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're over time. Uh, when we come, when you hear us again, we'll read be... Dave's mailbag that he had to type before the show. Yeah, go read my mailbag, uh, DallasCowboys.com. You, yeah, you know, you know where we are. Uh, we'll be back with a mock draft on Tuesday. There you go. We're gonna do. We're gonna try to do all nine picks with the way that y'all get long winded. I don't know. No, We'll, we'll, move it that is. we'll move it along. But uh, yeah, we'll have a mock draft for you Tuesday. And then a week from today, it's the draft, man. So yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!